Hello friends, welcome to We're Off Topic. I am your host, Sarah. We're Off Topic is a podcast for women by women on the topics of everyday life, such as parenthood, work struggles, society standards, depression, anxiety, marriage life, just to name a few. I'm so excited to have you join me for today's episode, so get comfy, settle in, and thank you so much for listening. So... I have something I've been meaning to record. I probably recorded this a few times now. I just, I started to go down a rabbit hole and I was like, okay, this is getting so far off track, which I know this top, this podcast is called we're off topic and it's, you know, that's what happens. But, um, there's something that (laughs) I wanted to talk about and it was the biggest mistake I ever made in my marriage. And that was thinking I was a good wife. Now, There's nothing wrong with thinking you're a good wife or a good husband or a good friend or a good mother or whatever. But the most important part of if you think that is also staying humble and seeing where you can do better and not being so arrogant that I'm a good wife, I'm a good daughter, I'm a good mother, I'm a good spouse, I'm a good friend. They should treat me better because that's not how that's not how that works. So let me kind of explain. Years ago, when my husband and I first got married, um, we'd been together several years. He was working nights. I was working days. And our relationship wasn't as healthy as it could have been. And um, one of the things that I used to do because he worked nights is I would cook dinner for myself. I would eat it. And I would put together a little plate for him and put it in the fridge. He never ate it. Never. Um, every once in a while, he would, I would tell him, like, hey, I made dinner. And he would say, oh, okay. And he would still bring home Taco Bell or whatever fast food he wanted. Because, you know, he's getting home at 1, 2 in the morning. And I now know, 10 years later, the rationale is because he had to put forth very little effort to get that food from Taco Bell or McDonald's or Whataburger or whatever it is that he got. Um, Because all he had to do was pull up to a box, say what he wanted, pay, come home and eat it. Whereas he would have to come home, drop his stuff, change his clothes, wash his hands, pull out the food, heat it up. Like that's a lot of steps and it sounds kind of silly, like that it's not that many steps, but at the same time, when you're tired at one, two in the morning after working all night, like that's a lot of steps to have to do. And he's still that way. So I know it's a plan that if there's going to be leftovers to either freeze those leftovers, if it's something that's freezable that I can use as a meal in the future or um, make it into little um, leftover containers for myself and eat it myself because he's just, he's not a leftovers kind of person. Um, But that bred a lot of resentment in my marriage. I'm such a good wife. I cook for him. Why doesn't he, why isn't he more appreciative or whatever? Thinking that you're a good wife or a good mother or, you know, whatever it is that you're patting yourself on the back for is fine as long as it's not breeding resentment towards the other person because then you're not staying humble Um, and in my case it bled into other parts of our relationship that I thought he should be doing to show his appreciation so then not only was I beginning to resent him but I was also setting an unrealistic expectation of how I think he should be treating me because I was this great wife and let me tell you we almost got divorced We almost got divorced like three times, but um, I'm really happy to say that we didn't. And I do think I'm a good wife. Do I think I'm a perfect wife? No. Do I think I have a lot I could do better? Yes. Do I still have bad days where I don't, you know, 
I don't know, do the best I could be doing? Absolutely. Are there days that I forget to meet any of his needs? Yes. I mean, it's, that's, sorry, I don't know if that just picked up the sound of my, my stomach growling. But I, I mean, what's important is, you know, with work or, you know, whatever it is that you're doing, it's okay to recognize when you're doing something good or that you know that you're not doing a bad job of something. But also maintaining like that, that fine line, that balance of making sure that you're not too big for your britches. That's probably a good way to put it. Um, there's nothing worse than thinking you are top notch and you know, you're the best as can be at something. And then you get some um, constructive criticism and it knocks you down some pegs. Now it's not always a bad thing to be put in your place, but at the same time, it can be pretty detrimental to your mental health. So if, for instance, I thought I was this badass employee and I was just, you know, kicking butt and taking names and I just was the best of the best. And then I get my review at the end of the year and it's constructive criticism of things that I could be doing better based on feedback from people I work with. I would be devastated. And now I can't say that I haven't experienced that before because I've 100% experienced that before. But I didn't think I was like the best of the best. I have had a review before where the quote criticism was not constructive in any way um, was completely inaccurate. And I was able to go back with documentation on all four points and be like, point A is not only unfair, but it's also wrong. Here's X, Y, and Z that supports why what they said isn't right. And one of them was that I didn't respond to things quickly enough. And I was like, I have six weeks worth of documentation that shows I responded within an hour. Like reasonable time frame in a business world is 24 hours. It was one hour. One instance I didn't reply at all because it wasn't even to me. I was CC'd. So anyway, off topic, off topic. Not the point. I'm not bitter. I'm not bitter. I'm not bitter. I swear. But, um, you know, the whole point is making sure that you keep yourself in check. Um, you know, there's always these memes that said, if you're worried about being a good mom, then you are a good mom. That's not really always the case. It makes you... I don't know. I don't, I don't really agree with that statement just because you're worried about being a good mom doesn't mean that you are a good mom because I, I was not a good mom to my daughter her first couple years. And it was honestly because I didn't, I lacked the self-awareness to know that my anxiety, A, was super bad and needed to be medicated. Uh, my anxiety led to um, a temper, a very quick temper Um, and I was very, I was, I don't want to say I was awful to her. I never, you know, I, I didn't like beat my kid. I didn't, you know, I wasn't physically abusive, but I definitely yelled a lot and screamed a lot. And that creates anxiety and that creates like an emotional gap between us because she doesn't feel safe with me because I'm screaming at her or yelling at her. And I still have my moments where I snap because it's mom, why, 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 why she's in a why stage. And I know she's just inquisitive and I've also learned, like yesterday, she doesn't even know why she's asking why. I don't remember what it was that she was, I was doing, and I said something like, I asked her to move over, or maybe I was sweeping, or I don't remember what it was, but she said why, and I looked at her, and I go, do you even really want to know why? And she looked at me, and she was like, no. And I'm like, well, why did you say why? She goes, I don't know. 
she had no idea that she had even said it. It just came out of her mouth. And so now I kind of look at it with a new perspective that she might not even know that she's saying why. But then sometimes she is asking. Well, I shouldn't say saying why because she's asking why. Why is a question. But um, anyway, I do worry about being a good mom. I know I'm a good mom. I know I love on my kids and I, um, I, pro- I pro- provide provide for them and I make sure that they eat you know a pretty decently well-balanced diet I try anyway um, I'm not always spot on with that you know a favorite in our house for dinner is hot dogs and macaroni and cheese but you know what I round it out with some green beans or some regular pinto beans or black beans you know hey it's sort of good I mean don't tell me what's in hot dogs I kind of sort of know but I don't I don't really want to know what's in hot dogs. But um, I try to get all beef hot dogs anyway for anyone who's judging me. Plus hot dogs are delicious. Especially Portillo's. Oh my gosh. Off topic. Anyone who is in the DFW area. Did you hear a Portillo's is coming to, I think, Frisco? I've read Frisco and then read not Frisco. And oh my lanta. I am so excited. I, I told my husband, I was like, you know, we're going probably not opening weekend. Cause that's just crazy, but I will legit take off on like a Thursday or a Wednesday or whatever after they've been opened. And I will straight up go up there in a random part of the day. So I know it's kind of dead and I will get me some Portillo's. One of my best friends lives in outside Chicago. And when I told her, Oh my God, she laughed so hard. I am so dang excited for Portillo's. I cannot, <sighs> I need to calm down. <laughs> It's a hot dog. (laughs) But yeah, I'm very excited. Anyway, I don't even know how I got to... Oh yeah, I was talking about a well-balanced diet. (laughs) See? We're off topic. It's it's the the podcast, you know. Anyway, um, but I do know with my kids, I, I know I'm a good mom, but I also know I could be a better mom. I have lots of room for improvement. I, my husband actually just told me the other day, um, you know, we have these periods where we speak freely to each other, um... And he told me that some of my tones are kind of cold to the kids. Um, and I don't, I don't recognize, like when he said it, I didn't recall any time where I had been cold like that other than when I was frustrated, like, okay, what is it that you want? But he made it sound like it was more often than that. And so I asked him for some examples and he, he was like, I don't have any. I was like, okay, well, next time you hear it, let me know. Cause I want to know, I don't want my stuff, my my directives, my responses, my words. I don't want my stuff to come out cold. I want it to be kind and loving or firm if they're in trouble or stern, but I don't want it to be hateful. I don't want it to be disrespectful. I don't want it to be unkind. You know, so many, um, so many parents talk about, or so many parents, so many people in the older generation talk about how kids these days are disrespectful. And I've been teaching my kids that being respectful to other people is just a basic human need. You are respectful to other people. And, um, but we also, respect also has to be earned, which I'm sure is very confusing. But there's a, there's a basic level of respect for other people. And then if you want me to respect and do what you say, you, I, you need to be a person that I respect. I mean, there's people I don't respect because, because they're not good people and they don't have a good moral compass. I'm not going to respect you. I'm going to listen, you know, when you ask, like this is specifically in the workplace. If you ask me for something, if it's not immoral or unethical, I will do it. If it is moral, immoral or unethical, I will say, hey, that's not something I feel comfortable with doing. 
that response is a basic respectful response but um yeah I don't I don't really know where I was going with that but I know I'm a good I'm a good mom but I know I could be better I know I'm a good wife I know I could be better I know that there are places within our relationship that I'm failing right now because of the season that we're in specifically the season that we're in between October, November, December is the craziest time of year for moms. And I know you all can relate because we do all the planning, all the cooking, all the everything, because it's just easier. And I think, I think I need to start pushing some of this on my husband, just equal up the load. But when you equal up the load, it allows you to have more time to focus on your spouse and I don't know. I don't, I don't think any of what I just said in the last three minutes made sense, to be perfectly honest. Um, I have so many thoughts going through my head of just things that need to be done today. I, conversations I've had recently. Just, I'm very sorry that none of this made sense. But the whole point of this episode was it's okay to pat yourself on the back and say you're good at something or that you're great at something or that you're wonderful at something. But also be humble enough to criticize yourself, construct, like constructive con- criticism, but also to ask for criticism. Ask what you could be doing better. Is there some, a different way I could be saying this? Um, here, oh, actually, here's a really, really good example. So my husband and I got into a really big fight over my daughter's birthday a couple months ago. Um, we had been talking for like months up until her birthday. She turned five. That She wanted to get her ears pierced. And we were not pushing it. We told her from the get-go, the first time she asked, we can take you, but you need to understand that it hurts, that it takes time to heal, that you can't play with them, that we can't change them out for a long time, and that we have to clean them every day. And we told her it does hurt. We showed her videos of what it looked like to get them pierced at a tattoo shop. Like, we made sure she knew what would happen. And, um, like, the week leading up to her birthday, we'd asked her, you know, what do you want to do for your birthday? Neither one of us mentioned getting her ears pierced. We just left it alone because she hadn't talked about it. So we just thought it was off the table. That day I picked her up from school and her teacher said to me, I hope you guys have fun getting her ears pierced tonight. And I looked at her and I was like, we're getting your ears pierced? And she was like, yeah, let's go. And, you know, she hadn't mentioned it. So it was kind of news to me that we were still going. And so I called my husband on the way home from school and was like, hey, she wants to go get her ears pierced. You know, do you want to come with? And he got so mad and I didn't, I could not for the life of me understand. And he just kind of shut down. He didn't really say why. Um, and he was like, no, just my son, you know, wasn't going to go with us. And so he was like, no, just bring him home. I'll watch him. You guys go. And, um, he was just like, you know, whatever it is, what it is. And it wasn't until after we got home and everything was kind of settled down that we were talking. And he was like, one, you put me on the spot by not even giving him like a chance to like, actually let me stop using this first or whatever tense people. Basically I put him on the spot by um, calling him from the car on the way home, not saying let's talk about it with daddy when we get home. Um, I mean, I was excited. I'm not going to lie. I didn't even think about him or what he needed. I just kind of was like excited about it because I really wanted her to go. And I told her I would get mine pierced the second time if we went. And so um, he was really disappointed because he's like, I really wanted to be there. I wish we had done it like on a weekend. So, you know, my in-laws could have stayed with my son, you know, at our house while we took her or, you know, whatever. And we could have all three gone. And so basically I took an opportunity away from him that I, I didn't realize I took away from him. And so I, you know, the, the argument isn't so much the point. It was, 
I put him on the spot. There have been many times I've called him on our way home from school and he's gotten frustrated with me with like a tone and I couldn't figure out what it was that was bothering him. And he was like, you're me putting him on the spot to make a decision about a, a big decision was upsetting to him. You know, what you want for dinner or, you know, whatever isn't a big deal. But like if I, you know, if he was planning on going to the gym and I was like, hey, can you take our son with you and Aubrey or my daughter's name is Aubrey, if anybody didn't know that, um, you know, my daughter and I are going to go do something else or, you know, what have you. Um, he, he doesn't like the last minute change of plans, I guess you could say. And so um, I, I learned in that argument you know, I felt very bad that I took an, a, a special memory away from him um, because it's not something I can undo at this point. You know, it is what it is. It's, it's done. And um, I felt terrible. And um, but the point was next time I know he doesn't like that last minute change of plans. He doesn't like being on speakerphone and and put on the spot. Um, that's a conversation for us to have in private and whatnot. So the point is stay humble, pat yourself on the back when you are good, be good, you know, feel good about who you are as a parent or an employee or a friend or a spouse or whatever, but be humble with it, accept criticism, criticize yourself, give yourself a review once in a while and make sure that you are keeping yourself in check because what you think you might be doing as good may not be good to them. Like when I was cooking my husband dinner all the time, I thought I was awesome for doing that. And he, that wasn't something that he thought was all that important. Like there's other ways for him to get food and sometimes he doesn't care to eat. But I was also not cooking his favorite meals, you know, every once in a while or whatever. Um, and so those are things that um, I kind of learned that what you think is good is not necessarily what someone else thinks is good. Or, you know, if you're looking at yourself, I'm a good friend for so-and-so because I did X, Y, and Z um, when uh, actually I have a good, this is a good example. I have a good friend that just had surgery. And I, for me to say, I'm a good friend because I visited that person in the hospital. Or I'm a good friend because I took them food. They should do the same for me. Having that expectation for that person, if I'm ever in that boat, that does not make a good friend. That is like a tit for tat, keeping record of rights and wrongs, whether you're biblical or religious or not, not biblical, whether you believe in you know the Bible or follow the Bible, or read the Bible, or whether you're spiritual or not. Trying to keep records of those rights and wrongs is not what makes you a good friend. Now, this friend that had surgery did bring me food when I had COVID a couple months ago. She just randomly sent me a picture of some food on my front porch. And being sick, I had no appetite, but I, you better know it. I went and opened it and ate it because it was delicious. But um, I, I was so pleased. But, you know, going to visit this person in the hospital and taking them food, I didn't do it because, you know, I wanted something out of return for it. I did it because I wanted to ease her mind that she had a tribe and that she would be taken care of and that her family would be taken care of and that, you know, she's supported through this recovery. So, um, I guess it comes down to having the right intent of doing things. You know, if I'm going to cook dinner for my husband, you know, I need to not take it personal if he doesn't like what it is I cooked. And so sometimes like I cooked dinner the other night and I sent my husband a text and I said, Hey, dinner was good. I cooked, he wasn't home yet. And I was like, dinner was good, but I don't know that you'll like it as leftovers. Do you want me to make a sandwich when you get home? Do you want to stop and get something? Um, and now there are people who are probably rolling their eyes that my husband can make his own food. He can make his own food, but I also worry that my husband doesn't eat often enough because he really doesn't. He might eat once a day, maybe twice a day, maybe. And he just, 
I don't, I don't know why he doesn't eat. So I like to take care of him. It's something I like to do. But anyway, did anyone follow along? Did anyone understand what this was about? <laughs> it's just so long-winded. <laughs> but anyway, be humble. Always be humble. I don't know if there's another word I should be using here, but, you know, be realistic in what you think you're good at. You know, don't get too big for your britches because that's a whole... That's a whole other thing. People don't like someone who's arrogant and cocky. Like, being confident is very different than arrogant and cocky. And to be honest, all the confident people I know have told me it's not real confidence. <laughs> like, it's real because they're, you know, portraying themselves as confident, but they are actually um, just kind of faking it till they make it. And it looks like confidence. It doesn't look like arrogance or being cocky. And so... I think that's kind of cool. But anyway, friends, it's cold and rainy here. I can't even believe I'm saying those words. I think it's like 50 degrees outside, which anyone up north, don't roll your eyes at me. We're in the south. It's 50 degrees is cold, especially in the beginning of November. Like this is just wild. It's gorgeous. I mean, not the fact that it's dark and gloomy, but the weather is awesome. Drinking your coffee outside type weather. So anyway, hope everyone has a great week. Stay humble, my friends.